0: The Hit The Light podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit The Light podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit The Light podcast with me, Big Frog...
1: Yeah, me, Mike Castleberry. I think I'm going to retire the uh, the, goofy, the Goofy name gig right. because it's fucking getting old okay. 16 episodes in. But, but for today, you're going to be the Neon Knight. The Neon Knight? Oh, that's <laughs> fucking tight. <laughs> All right, uh, so bottom line is... I have we such just, a cool cover band. <laughs> huh.
0: We just can't get enough... Fucking deal. It's like you, every time we think we're done, we're we just we're not done. Yeah, uh, because there's more.
1: Well, I just that was an executive decision. I uh, say so, you know let's talk, let's let's get a little bit more do in, um, because shit's about to get fucking rough this episode. Yeah. And I wanted to start off with something that I enjoy before I start talking about some of the stuff I enjoy uh, significantly less. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but uh. You know, we got, the, we got to hit our uh, Metal News. Metal News, for current, current events. And uh, there
0: is some Sabbath related.
1: Yeah, no, it's all working out. Everything's coming up Sabbath. Right. Yeah, Black Sabbath is uh, getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. From uh, the Grammys. From the Grammys, the uh, Academy of Art and Music or whatever right. it's called. Even uh, though they don't have no Grammys. They never won a Grammy. So this is where you, it's basically the, uh, um, oh, my bad about that. Grammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, well, I mean, if you think about it, though, um, during the time at the height of the relevance, uh, Best Metal Album or anything like that, or Best Metal for Performance, wasn't even a thing. Right. So they, I don't know what the fuck Grammy Awards were going on in 1970. Yeah. But they were, I don't know what they would have been potentially against, but critics didn't like their shit to begin with. Right, right. And then... Over time, once they finally did add a metal category,
0: they fucked it all, fucked that all up. Well, they fucked the that first, all up. Yeah. They gave
1: Jethro Toll the first one, right? Um, against like everybody and their mom thought Metallica's went winning that with Injustice for All." Well, yeah, but Black Sabbath was not particularly relevant. No, during that time period, no. and they've since got no. You know what? They do have Grammys. I'm fairly certain. Uh, uh, I, I could. You can Google it or something, right? But I think they did win some later on with like best metal performance with like um, like shit off the reunion album. Okay, so I think that would win. make sense. Yeah, so I think they may have gotten like something in there for that. I swear okay. I remember seeing something about Sabbath.
0: Makes sense. It, it makes sense because it was a big it was a big thing when they when they uh, when they. Did the reunions with Ozzy. It was a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see
1: that. It's funny that I want to make sure, because I thought I remember this. At the very least, they were, like, nominated. Right. But it was kind of one of those, like, our bad type things where, you Mm -hmm. know, they they get a live recording of, like, Iron Man or something and then uh, um, get a Grammy for it.
0: Well, there you go. You know, it's funny that there's not more Sabbath tribute bands. I, really? Yeah, I think, like, I mean, you know, there's the stupid ones, you know.
1: <laughs> there's the ones, uh, there's with a shitty one. Fucking, and, yeah, hamburgers and shit. <laughs> you do not fuck nah, with that Yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, um, that is one of my favorite things, is anytime someone posts that Max Savage yeah. shit, you do not yeah, fuck with I'm it at all. Liking. You're like, no, no. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, I, like, uh, I've seen um, some Aussie tributes that do Sabbath songs. Yeah. And I know that there's a Dio tribute in town, but I haven't gotten to see them yet. And, I mean, you know, that's all going to hinge on, does this guy sound like Dio or not? Yeah. Basically. That
1: really, you know? that takes away a lot of uh,
0: potential. The, the point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, nobody wants to hear someone singing do shit not good. Right. Like Yeah, that would just, be terrible. And there, there are plenty of shitty trippy bands out oh, there yeah. that you just see it and go like, What the fuck? Man? Yeah. Like how did like at what point did you not go like this sucks? Right. Like you know what was cool and you know you're doing a shitty rendition of it right now. Yeah. And yeah. you know what,
0: I think like with tribute bands, I think like almost all tribute bands are, are fluid, member-wise, Yeah. you know? And so like if you, like, um, I, there was actually a, a, my friend Tom, he used to work at a tow yard, and one of his friends was singing for a tribute band, and it was that band Rats. It was, it's a rat tribute band. Ugh. And the dude was terrible. Yeah, you know, it was like it was funny because it was like the actual friend of my friend that was terrible, so I was just like, "Oh wow, this is really really bad," but I mean, you know, and 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 it's funny because Stephen Piercey's terrible, so it was like being terrible at being terrible was even like double worse. Okay, but anyways.
1: Here we go. So where are we? Uh, I went back to uh, to look at the Black Sabbath Grammys to see what they won. They were nominated in 2002 for The Wizard. Um, they were nominated in 2014 for Rock Album uh, with their 13 album. Mm-hmm. And then they won Best Metal Performance in 2000 with uh, Iron Man. And then they also won... Uh, in 2014, Beth metal, best metal performance with God is Dead. Okay. So they won one. So won we on, stand corrected. Yeah, I stand we corrected. Stand God. Yeah. It suddenly dawned on me. I remember vaguely here that. Uh, right. And that reunion album came out in 99.
0: I'm surprised so. I wasn't more stoked about it. But maybe I didn't hear about it.
1: You're probably. Because I, I don't pay attention probably to the on drugs much.
0: and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good chance of that. Good chance of that. Um. Speaking of tributes, the Iron, the Iron Maidens are coming uh, in March mm. and I've seen them a bunch of times. It's just always fun and it's cheap and it's usually yeah. small places and whatever, whatever. But it just so happens that I got a hold of a good video the other day when, you know, they had that, I don't get Access TV on Cox yeah. Cable, but you know, people do and it's a cool channel. They have a lot of concerts and shit. And they had this series for a while, which was the world's greatest tribute bands or whatever. Okay. And the Iron Maidens was was on there. And man, they killed it on that performance. And really the 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 chick, uh, Bruce Chickinson, the, the <laughs> chick that's Bruce Dickinson, whatever, she's fucking badass, dude. Yeah. I mean, now she's really like pushing maximum density. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure people have told her that, but she sounds fucking awesome, man. Like, really, like, she's probably one of the best people that I've heard try to sing Bruce Dickinson, yeah. and it's a, it happens to be a female.
1: Well, you know, that's pretty, you know, that's the thing about them all-female tribute bands is when you take... You know, if I'm sure there's like Judas Priestess. Or yes, there like is. There's Judas Priestess. You know, when you have a band with a dude that sings hella high, mm-hmm. it's kind of less impressive when a chick does it because right. they tend like they they can hit higher notes right easier right. It's you know you. That's just the way their vocal cords right. are built. You don't have that many dudes hitting falsettos, right? Or shit like that. But <laughs> well, what's
0: impressive about this chick is that she hits the low notes. Oh, that's good. That's and she and she does the like she does the running low the whole way. Yeah. which Bruce, Bruce doesn't don't do anymore. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And and this time when I was watching the video, I was watching particularly at um, Nita Strauss's replacement okay. because she's you know gone on to things, and we talked about her last week, mm-hmm. and um, she's not Nita Strauss, you know, and yeah, she's okay, she's good, but the thing is that she's covering the Dave Murray parts, and when you're covering the Dave Murray parts, you have to fucking, you have to have like really good tone, mm-hmm. and really good, like that slow vibrato that, yeah. you know, and it, it's kind of hard to pull off, and she really doesn't.
1: Well, I'm sure with- with more time in the band, she'll kind of hit her pocket a little Probably bit more. Probably
0: so. And get her groove. And the other one, the Adrienne Smith one, I'm pretty sure that her name is Courtney Cox. As odd as that might be, the uh, they already a Courtney Cox. Yeah. But uh, she's good. She's good. And, and in general, man, the band's good.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they're considered one of the best tribute bands in the world, they're not going to be a bunch of fucking hacks.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. I, sh-
1: I, I don't know if you ever watched it, because I sent you some fucking whack. Oh, yeah, 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 where yeah. I think I mentioned it before, the 1980-specific the version of Rainbow mm. Tribute Band, and it was garbage. Oh, yeah. And it was just, like, some dude that had no business trying to do Graham Bonnet, oh. and, like, he did it horribly, and he... Grand Bonnet's look is already fucking weird and yeah. corny looking. But yeah. when you're like weird and corny looking and also suck, like I have no time for. Anything. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and that's bad. this guy, and it was like some Asian dude too. Well, that's weird. I mean, he looked Asian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might. Yeah, that's. He might have just been squinting. I don't. Know. That's the <laughs> whole thing. That's the whole weird thing. But yeah, that's you know that's a thing though. Those, I don't know. Uh, I think we've mentioned this. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm starting to get a little bit over all-female tribute bands. Right. Like, it's cool.
0: I think it was Motor Babe that did it, too. Motor
1: Babe is what broke me. (laughs) Uh, Well, because I've seen stuff like Black Savage. Yeah. 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 You know, you said Judas Priestess and the Iron Maidens. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of them are like they take a band that already kind of has like could be turned into a chick reference and then just take it that extra step. Like Judas Priest, they're like, oh, we're Judas Priestess. Like, they didn't even have to think that hard to come up with. Right, not at all. They just had to
0: be first. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Black Savage was actually kind of, you know, it's it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, when I saw Motor Babe. Yeah, I was like <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever right. asked for a chick lemmy right like just yeah. get some gnarly old broad from yeah. the bar right
0: and motor bitch would have been so much more apropos yeah probably
1: <laughs> that's well, that's the thing so we need to get some gnarly broads and stuff oh yeah for sure and manage motor bitch
0: yeah you gotta have warts
1: or just <laughs> get a Get a bunch of big titty chicks with uh-huh. warts and call it right. motorboat. Yeah, there you go, motorboat. <laughs> but yeah. that's ugh. yeah, <laughs> I just gross myself out.
0: So I'm gonna try to make it. I'm gonna try to make it on on that one. I and, think I'll uh, try
1: to check that one out. Yeah, on what's going on?
0: That'll be cool, and then we, of course, will report back on that. But until then,
1: let's get get back, back into Black Sabbath yep. with an episode that I already decided we're gonna call this. Uh, Black sabbath <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. This is when it starts, uh, we're, we're hitting that time period where Sabbath kind of falls off the rails a couple of times. Yeah. It's, it's Tony Iommi and Friends. It's, right. you know, um, there, there's just shit that even if the stuff is good, it's not quite mm-hmm. what, like, you know, right off the bat, you know, you have Born Again. Right. With Ian Gillen. Right. Which I had said in the last episode was not the hardest sell for me because I was a Deep Purple fan. Right. I was a Black Sabbath fan. So when I found out the dude from Deep Purple was in Black Sabbath for like a year, I'm like, oh, I bet that was interesting. hmm And it was definitely interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the album, that thing needs a fucking remix or something. Like it some, does. I don't know if there's how much they can do to fix that because apparently a, a big issue... With the sound, as they blew out like a speaker and didn't know it during the recording of it. So that's why it's got such a fucking weird, scratchy tone and right. sound overall. But the songs are good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where it's kind of. I can see where a lot of people think it didn't quite work. Right. Because Ian Gillen, he did. He has a very specific kind of style and kind of a specific type of writing, especially. Where before you had Ozzy and he was doing... Well, I mean, Geezer is writing most of the songs. Yeah. And Ozzy was just along for the ride, but he contribute here and there. Yeah,
0: and he did the, the melody lines. Yeah. You know.
1: But then you bring in Dio, who is already singing about like mysticism and magic and right. shit like that, which right. isn't a huge stretch for Black Sabbath. Right. It's kind of in the same vein. Yeah. And then you bring in Ian Gillen, who just like sang about like space trucking yeah. and, and smoke on the water. Where he had a like what he likes to do. Ian Gillen likes to write very literal songs about shit that's happened to him. Right. So, like um like Smoke, Smoke on, on the Water, water yeah. he just writes about when the fucking studio yeah. burnt down. It's a story. You know, yeah. and it's a story. On this album, it's uh trash. Yeah. He's writing about the time he got in a fucking car accident right. because he's drunk driving. Right. And so because of that, it's had this been Labeled like a super group That had a different name Mm. And it wasn't Black Sabbath Yeah I think People might have Appreciated it a little bit more Right Because it doesn't quite work Overall as a Black Sabbath album Right It's it's a very fucking good album Oh yeah There's some killer songs on there But they don't sound All that much like Black Sabbath Not really
0: Um, It was an experiment Yeah You know and it like it, i wouldn't say it was a raging success but yeah. it wasn't a failure either it yeah. was a, it was a it was worthy you know Yeah. i wish i would have seen them live that would have been awesome you know oh yeah uh, and and to edge to watch black sabbath play smoke on the water would have been really something
1: that's one thing i thought was cool and interesting was the fact that black Sa- yeah during that tour um they play Smoke on the Water. Yeah. Because that was Ian Gillen's big fucking hit from right. before. Yeah.
0: What or, I, one of the big hits of all time, yeah. so, you know.
1: But it's kind of, they don't, they didn't do that with Dio. Yeah. They didn't have Dio do any Rainbow songs or yeah. anything, which I think that would have been cool. That like would have been, been cool. I don't know which songs, maybe, like, fucking Kill the King yeah. or, rain, like, you know, um, Light in the Black or something like yeah. that would have worked for their style. Totally. But, um, it would have been cool to hear Iomi's guitar on some of them Rainbow tracks. Right. And, you know they That would have been interesting. It seems like it would have been a fair compromise and making him sing a bunch of songs he didn't write. Right. You know, and that he clearly...
0: Didn't care for. Didn't,
1: well, you know, it's funny because I was listening to uh, Live Evil because I wanted to really listen... The whole thing, yeah, and really just try to appreciate it for what it is. Right, and you know some of the stuff on there is all right. It's the sound quality is fucking whack. Mm-hmm. But I think what got me was I realized what it was about Dio singing Sabbath, like Aussie Sabbath songs, that bothered me. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird thing, but uh, he kind of he just emphasizes every syllable of Mm. every word on Mm -hmm. those songs much more than he does on his own songs. Right. So, like, you know, when Ozzy is doing, like, you know, Paranoid, Mm -hmm. it kind of, it's a little smoother. Mm. It's, you know, finish with my woman because she couldn't help me with my mind. And then Dio, there's like this tap, 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 tap sound. It's like, finish with my woman. Gosh, there's this weird emphasis yeah. on every fucking. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, I think I think uh, he picked a lane, and he might have picked the wrong lane. But like, well, did you? Um, I sent you some some things yesterday.
1: I haven't watched them yet. Right. It was
0: it was uh, what those are the extras of the DVD mm-hmm. of. Um, of the uh, Radio City Music Hall, right? And in my mind, I kind—I had that shit fucked up, like the timeline. Mm-hmm. Because actually, what that was was the Do years was going to come out, and then they toured on the yeah, on it. and then and then the vid, and then that video came out, and then later on, then they did the album yeah. together. So I kind of had that backwards yeah. as to the order that that shit happened, but in the. Uh, in the interviews for it for it the one that I sent you, Dio is like kind of talking shit in it like he's always back, like backhandedly talking shit. Yeah. And basically you can see that he clearly considers the Aussie era material Interior. to be lesser, yeah, yeah. Than than what he and I mean when you feel that way about it. It kind of is going to show through, you know. Yeah. I think
1: what's interesting about that is, um, like you said, it shines through. He kind of half-heartedly does those Aussie songs, right? And maybe he just feels like these songs—they're not. I mean, they—they're not really tailor-made for anyone but Aussie's vocal, right? Um, maybe he feels like there's not the room on them. To let to expand on it, right, and really go all in, right, with it. So he tries so he to just is, keep it basic. Yeah, because like when you listen to um, like a uh, Rainbow uh, live on stage, um, they do "Mistreated," right. So he's covering Deep Purple, right, and he fucking goes off on that, side. right. And I think it's probably because he respects David Coverdale more as a vocalist than he does Ozzy, right. But,
0: yeah, which is yeah.
1: And you know, it's so weird. That's the one that eats. It's odd that you could join a band, but then think kind of like obviously you say it's like, he, it's like he's like he thinks lesser of the their catalog leading up to that. Right. And you know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's at that point, you know, not to knock Dio but come on, they had an overall better back catalog than him right? at that point. Like, For sure. You know, I mean, I love those Rainbow albums, but, you know, Elf wasn't exactly setting the world mm-hmm. on fire. Rainbow was amazing, but that was mostly on the back uh Richie Blackmore yes. and Dio singing his ass off and right. his own. But, you know, meanwhile, you had Sabbath and Ozzy like, right creating a genre of music mm-hmm. and having some of the most groundbreaking albums of all time. So you're gonna shit on it a little yeah. bit, you know, that's Yeah. And it's just because he doesn't like he didn't like Ozzy as a person or for whatever right. reason. And
0: it could just be his honest taste. Yeah. You know? And there's also the fact that, you know, that the new boyfriend is always gonna try to make the old boyfriend with yeah. shit. You know, fuck that guy, yeah. fucking, you know what I mean? Little dick motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> and so I guess that, there might be some of that too. Well,
1: no boyfriend wants to find out the last boyfriend was fucking packing 10 inches. Right, of shit.
0: You know? That's yeah. my
1: story. I was talking to a chick at one point, and uh, one of my brother's roommates was like, yeah, no, she's taught us before about her ex being like, ten inches or something. I'm like, why do you gotta say things like that? Yeah, and well, yeah.
0: <laughs> right.
1: It's like now I got that it's like yeah. in my mind. But head right head. away in your
0: mind you're you're already coming up with reasons why that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we we could rationalize our way yeah, out of some but, things. Uh, but uh, yeah you know,
1: the the nice thing about like to go to the, the heaven and hell era where they, you know, smartly, you know, decided like, well we're not gonna tour as Black Sabbath with Dio. Right, it's you know at the time, I remember thinking like this is bullshit. Mm. Why are they calling themselves Heaven and Hell? Mm. This is fucking Black Sabbath. Right, just as much Black Sabbath as Ozzy is Black Sabbath. Right, Tony Iommi's band. Right, that that's Black Sabbath. If he wants it to be Black Sabbath, so it's like fucking Sharon. Yeah, yeah, making it so only Ozzy is considered Black Sabbath. Then I started thinking about it, and it's like. Tony could have fucking called it Black Sabbath if he wanted to. But they said, this is their explanation, is they decided to call it Heaven and Hell. So the fans... Would know. Would know that this is what you're getting.
0: Right, we're not playing no. We're not
1: playing Iron Man, we're not playing Paranoid. Which Dio, I'm
0: sure, was over the moon about that shit.
1: We're not, you know, we're not playing any Dio songs either, so calm down, Holy Diver, you know. Mm -hmm. This is what we're playing. Right. That's the for the fans reason Mm -hmm. I think the real reason is I don't want to fucking pay Sharon anything anything off of some shit you know that she has nothing to do with right and and Ozzy you know the last thing they need to do is release you know uh, the devil you know, black sap, and then Aussie gets a piece of it. Right, you know. And yeah. So that's, I think this, I think it was a business reason, right, more than oh, we don't want to confuse the fans.
0: Yeah, and it was fine because everybody knew what it was. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, that's the thing. It, that is what really worked. As far as it was kind of a perfect time for me, because. I fucked up at not going to see him when they went on tour because I figured there'd be another chance and mm-hmm. then fucking Dio died of cancer mm-hmm. I was like, son of a bitch because mm-hmm. I had a bunch of friends that went song yeah and that's my biggest regret was not trying to go see heaven and hell right but um, you know at that time like you said they they released the Dio years mm-hmm. then they toured On that and then there's the Radio City Music Hall thing and Mm -hmm. I got into it when I decided to pick up the Dio Years CD. Right. So all of a sudden I go from oh I need to check out this variation of Black Sabbath a little bit more to getting like all the Dio Black Sabbath you can fucking handle. Mm -hmm. It was like here's a Greatest Hits album of it so this is gonna make you want to check out the three albums he did with them Mm -hmm. but also here check out this performance of them at Radio City Music Hall. Right. And they played that on, like, uh, I think I ended up watching it on, like, VH1 Mm -hmm. or something. And I sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And then they toured. Mm -hmm. And then they released a new album. So it's this chunk of time where all of a sudden it was like, hey, good thing you just got into this thing because we're cramming this shit right Right. in your face. And I think, in a way, that the the Heaven and Hell run was such a good... It was a good bow on it. It was a redemption for that lineup. Right. Because they put out, you know, a live album that was fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like, the sound is great on it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's... I think it makes up for Live Evil. Right. The Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. Live album, because it's fucking perfect. Yeah. Just about. I mean, the only... Slight downside is you don't have Dio's voice in its prime, but right, Dio not in his prime is still better than like 90% oh, of yeah. singers out there. Oh, yeah. He knew, he was smart enough. Like, all good vocalists, um, you kind of learn when your range is starting to diminish mm-hmm. and then you f- work around it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You know? Um, even Aussies figured that out. Right. Uh, like, when you listen to you know stuff like Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Yeah, um, he just sings in a lower register for most right. of it. He's right. not yeah. trying to to go as high as he used to. And but. then with
0: Ozzy, there's also the the just um, his general health. Yeah, is uh, even yeah. though he's older, is actually better now yeah. than, than it was. Like um, I I was telling you that I I, I saw this video. It was um, Ozzy live in Dortmund, uh yeah. Germany 83. Yeah. Weird ass band. It was him, Jake, yeah. right? And then Bob Daisley back in the band, which yeah. I did not remember that he ever was back in the band yeah. again. And Carmine piece on mm-hmm. drums, which, you know, he says it a piece whereas I've when never he says that, it, Apice. I've
1: never understood that.
0: It's it's a weird.
1: It's, when, I don't know if it's I think it, I think trying. in
0: Italian it's actually, Apice
1: probably but, yeah but it's weird um, that they took different variations of it though like maybe they're yeah maybe they're trying to distance themselves from each other not like maybe not like they hate each other but they don't want to be anybody. confused with each other they don't want yeah, everybody to be like oh you're so-and-so's brother right but, yeah right. for vinny i mean it's probably a little bit rougher because carmine has been around forever been around, yeah got made his name first yeah you know. Yeah. And Vinny is kind of like I said, I don't he's not my favorite drummer, he's not my least favorite by any means. Right. But he got the gig because Dio brought him in. Right. Like you said, they needed a replacement pretty quick. And he's like you also said, he's not a guy that's gonna be in the band without Dio. Right. So well, the he, point I was the
0: point I was going for on that thing was that Ozzy sounded like shit on that fucking yeah. <laughs> video, and he and he actually sounds better now than he did then. Yeah. So it's not always age; it's not always just a chronological thing. That's Sometimes it's thing. the fucking everything else yeah. too. You know. So so, really, uh, you know, if you want g- to go eighty three to eighty three. Ozzy was sounding better now than '83. Yeah. Whereas Dio, towards the end, was not sounding as yeah. good as he was sounding. Well, you
1: have a guy that is older but cleaning himself up versus a guy that had cancer. Right. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> but um, to go just to get, just to talk a little bit more about Vinnie, um, so I can fucking talk more shit on it. Right. Uh, the thing that's Well good, when we
0: get into the songs I'm actually gonna debate you on that shit okay. But, okay. All right.
1: Uh, here's the cool thing about Vinny though. Um which is interesting to me is how you'd said like oh that's kind of Dio's dude mm. when Dehumanizer rolls around um Vinny's not in Dio anymore. Right. He's been out of Dio for a while. Um
0: Which I forgot about. I yeah, forgot that he was not in Dio towards um, the towards the end there.
1: And then you have, uh, so they they're at that point where they need they need to get a new drummer mm-hmm. for all that. Um, Dio comes in, and uh, he wants to bring in um, the dude that's been drumming for Dio, right. who also was drumming for ACDC or something. Simon like that. Wright, yeah, Simon Wright. And Tony said no.
0: Yeah,
1: let's just bring back Vinny Appice. Right, you know, so Vinny's back in Black Sabbath again. Bang. I don't even know what he's doing around that time period. Yeah,
0: touring but, uh, with somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know
1: what though? Like the thing is, is like you're. It's funny how you're looking at that list of you know Black Sabbath albums, worst to best, and you mm-hmm. see you know Dehumanizer like way low on the list. Right, and, and you know that shit like I've seen a couple different lists and they keep putting dehumanizer pretty low yeah and it's always like oh this wasn't as good yeah as heaven and hell and mob rules yeah but
0: sometimes I wonder if the people make those lists even listen to the shit I
1: think, or they
0: just go by what they heard or yeah without.
1: because you know like we said before like the thing that's I think a lot of it is like oh it doesn't sound like those albums right and to me that's the strength of it right it's by far, at that point, their heaviest album. Right. You know, it's the most really, like, straight-up metal, metal album they yeah, did. Yeah, like, which is what I love about it's it. It's heavy as fuck. Yeah. And there's not a bad track on that album. Yeah. Like, there is no fucking walk away nope. or anything on that album. It, is, it kicks your ass from beginning to end. Right. And they got songs on there that... Um, You know, when I started looking at some of my favorite songs from the Dio eras... Right. um, There's a solid chunk that are on dehumanizer. For sure. I is fucking sick. Um, TV crimes. I really dig. Um, You know, uh, After All. Right. Which, the interesting thing about After All is that's one of my favorite ones just in general to listen to. That, to me... That song legitimately sounds like maybe the one song from the entire DOA era catalog that Ozzy could probably sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you could slot Ozzy's vocals in there, and it would, and it would work. Right. There's not a lot of those that that happens, and yeah. it's,
0: I actually put that on there. I, I uh, after all, slow plotting, Ozzy could have done it. <laughs> yeah that's that but, is uh, kind of the most like that and uh and um and too late too late could have been yeah. a, a an old Sabbath style song also yeah you know um but yeah for dehumanizer like when when I popped it in right and computer God is first yeah and that was just like the riff is perfect. The fucking the drums are fucking vinny all the way. Mm-hmm. The bass is just like when it was a perfect way to start that record because it was like, Oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. It's just got you off on the right foot where you're like, Oh, I already like this. Yeah. This is gonna be fucking great. And and it was for me, man, I think it was great. Yeah. Track
1: listing is important. So like you yeah. said this about the, the ace album recently that there was some fucking not good orders of those tracks, right? They should have kicked that off with you know something yeah. like Bronx Boy, and then instead, it's like, why is there so many fucking love songs? In yeah, it,
0: bro? And you know <laughs> what? And I think Sabbath's always been good at that, and yeah. Dio's always been good at that. It was funny what you said, uh, the other day when you said, um, because we were talking about how you know Sabbath with Dio invented the little, the soft part, yeah, the hard part, and then you said, What'd you say?
1: So Dio got that in the divorce. Yeah, he got that in the divorce. <laughs> because Sabbath didn't really do that anymore. After right? Him. Yeah, it For was the it, most part. Um, he took it and ran with it. Yeah. yeah. Although in uh, um, Headless on the Headless Cross album, uh, when Death Calls, kind of oh, yeah. has that soft build up to right. a heavy thing. Right. That's the thing is though. I always felt like. Um, that album is the most doe of the Tony Martin albums, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because um when we talked about that, the uh, the soft parts and then and then the heavy, that created a new thing also because it, it was like a part two because Tony basically created like the intro riff yeah then the next part and then you know and so when they they went into where the intro is acoustic yeah or clean electric or whatever now your secondary verse riff like becomes the riff yeah you know and that happened with uh, with children of the sea mm-hmm. The, the second riff is is sick. Yeah. With um, with falling off the edge of the world. Yeah. You know, and so it's actually like, it's like a it's like a main riff, but they're singing over it. Yeah. So it's like a verse riff, but it's as good as a intro riff yeah. that other bands w- would have. So it. Yeah. Again, it's like they created something. Yeah. You know. Awesome.
1: All right, so uh, what what are we what are we debating on with Vinny Appice here? Well,
0: like to me, like there's certain things, certain uh, songs, where like the drums, the Vinny drums become like integral to the to the to the to the part to the song. Like, for example, in "Sign of the Southern Cross." Where it goes to the heavy, right, and yeah. then it's the drum. Yeah. you know. And I, when I hear like that, I wonder, like, what would maybe Bill Ward have done there? Yeah, it would be completely different, you know. And with with uh, Vinnie, it's just the bass drum slam, bass drum slam, yeah. and it's like, if you listen to any of those songs. Even if even if you listen to like a solo section where there's no vocals, mm. you could tell that's Sabbath with Dio.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, just based on the on that. And the drums are a big part of that. Now
1: Yeah. Now here the thing is with Vinny for me. Um, I recognize like I recognize his talent. Like I said, he's not my least favorite right. drummer by any means. Right. But I mean, he's probably like my third favorite drummer that's been in Black Sabbath. Okay. Um, You know, he's for me. It's kind of Bill Ward gets number one. Right. Cozy Powell gets number two because Cozy fucking Powell is one of the greatest drummers of all time. Right. He's probably a better drummer than Bill Ward, but you know, it's
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'd be that'd be that's tough. But But, he's right there. Yeah, he's right there.
1: My, I think. There's just something about the the feel of Bill Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be a, like, he just, when I say, like, I feel like it kind of hits me in the gut a little bit more than Vinny. Like, Vinny, yes, he hits the drums a bit harder. Mm-hmm. But Bill always felt like he was kind of riding the toms a little bit more and right. shit like that. So it has more of that, like, low kind of gut punch feel to it. Right. And it's got, like, a more doomy feel overall. Right. Um, but I I do... I, I I come down a little harder on Vinny Apathy. I think it's mostly because I just love Bill Ward so much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, yeah. though no, that's a... You know, those fucking... Uh, all great points he made uh, for those songs because those songs fucking rock. Right. And, you know, he's an incredible drummer. And part of the heaviness. Yeah. Yeah. Now... I think you know we've. I think we've milked the teats of uh, the Dio stuff a little uh, right. long enough. I right. think it's time to start dumpster diving.
0: Fun fact: before we go, before okay. we do that, in watching that video, uh, that the ones that I sent you, mm-hmm. two uh, two things stood out at me. One was uh, that actually found out that the drums. That uh, Vinnie plays on that tour; mm-hmm. those are Cozy Pal's drums. Oh,
1: no sure. Yeah,
0: that uh, that Iomi had <laughs> at you know, and it was just like, hey, why don't you play these? And fucking Vinnie was like, fuck yeah! So fucking so, those are actually Cozy Pal's drums on that tour. Hmm. And um, and another thing that that struck me was that uh, you know different it's funny when you hear different people say different things about the same thing. Yeah. And then you consider like their past statements and you f- and you try to say, okay, this is the dude that tends to keep it real and this is the dude that tends to bullshit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like in interviews, I see Iommi and Iommi's always kind of the diplomat. Like yeah. he didn't straight out talk shit about anybody. Yeah. He'll say things in such a way and he always kind of fucking like whitewashes the thing yeah. like in that book that I told you about that I got Louder Than Hell mm-hmm. where it's all a book of just quotes so one of them says uh, it's Tony talking about Ozzy yeah talking about oh yeah well you know we went to school together and he was younger, and you know, it was traditional back then for the older kids to kind of mess with the younger yeah. kids. And you know, I didn't beat him up or anything, you know, it was just yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. And then the next quote is Sharon. And it says, Yeah, Tony used to beat Ozzy up, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, you know. So it's like, who's saying, but, but, uh, in that interview, right back to back, uh, Dio says, Um, they were gonna put out the, the DO years and they wanted like, you know, it wasn't good enough just to put out some some tracks that have all been put out before. Yeah. You know, they wanted to know if we had any um, you know, B sides or yeah. old tracks that we didn't he's like, but we didn't. We didn't have any. Yeah. So we decided to to Record, do some like, new ones or whatever, or whatever. Like they asked it, right after that, they interviewed Tony and he's saying, and they wanted some old tracks and we had some, but we decided just to, it'd be better if we just did some new ones. Yeah. I kind of think they didn't have none, you know, and which is crazy because that means basically everything they recorded was good enough to put yeah. out. That's amazing. That's, you know, yeah. But this is the kind of a band that, I, I I say it, even the fucking songs I don't like. There's always something. You know? Yeah. Like um like uh for example what uh over and over. Over and over is not my favorite song, mm. or whatever. But the solo's fucking rad. It's fucking like so like like melancholy yeah. and sad and fucking emotional, or whatever. So every song, even the ones that I don't really like, they all have like redeeming quality. Yeah. They always have something that's fucking.
1: Tell me the cool part of Walk Away.
0: Yeah, that's not the one. <laughs> that's not the one. <laughs> that, not that, that one. Huh? Yeah, that's the one that I that I can't really dig, but um, you know, and there's a couple of other things like get like uh, like on um, what do you call it. The Devil You Know, yeah, it's a pet peeve of mine because they, um, once upon a time, I wrote this song called Eye to Eye. Uh-huh. And it was like my introspective yeah. song, whatever. And it was like eye, like an eyeball, yeah. to eye, like eye, uh-huh. right? And I thought that was just like the coolest thing ever. And with this, and they fucking just clown the shit out of me about it. Forever. <laughs> you know, that was like, oh, this is fucking well, I write some good songs and right, read well, I finally wrote a song, yeah. guys. Well, it ain't eye no eye, eye to eye, but you know, it's alright, you know. Okay, right, you know? okay so, ass to ass. Yeah, so they just fucking clowned the fuck out of me for that forever. And ever since then it's been like a pet peeve. I've yeah. never ri- I'll never do that again. Yeah. You know, play a word or whatever. So Adam and Evil <laughs> Was just exactly that. that, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is terrible, yo." Know,
1: that's oh, that's like on uh the last Metallica album. They have "Man Unkind." Yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah. such a fucking terrible song. Right? Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah so never, never again, again the with things. the wordplay. Yeah, no. So those are the, those are, but like I say, man, with set with Sabbath with Dio, even the songs that suck, quote unquote. Yeah. Are fucking killer to me. Yeah. They, like I said, these motherfuckers almost hardly can't do no wrong. Yeah. Love it.
1: Well, now that we've put a bow on that, uh, it's time to get into the shit that does suck. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, we we already talked about Born Again a little bit that there's some mistakes made on that. Right. You know, the, the album art didn't fucking help anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was know, weird. I don't know who came up with that idea because like even Tony is like that fucking awful baby. Like why did we do that? Right. <laughs> but um I have seen a cool parody shirt of that though, with uh, it's uh the chestburster for oh, the aliens, alien yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it'll say like xenomorph but in like the born again font type of thing. Right. Um, but that it's bad album art. And the sound quality is not good, but the songs are fun, right? And you know, there's it's still got some redeeming qualities to it overall. It's still you can make a case for it, even right. though people were clowning on it, calling it Deep Sabbath, like right? Black Purple and shit like right. that. Um And the the tour itself had the uh, you know the Stonehenge incident that got parodied on uh, right and all that, so, uh, I don't know, a spinal tap, but, uh, see now for us, for me,
0: that was 83, mm-hmm. right, a- 83, 84, whatever it was, and we were, let's say I was like two, three years in, uh-huh. on metal, in general, I was in Spain mm-hmm. when it happened, and we were, we were discovering as much as we could, yeah. you know, but we still only liked maybe I don't know 15 bands yeah something like that so we weren't going to give up on Black Sabbath regardless it really was you know
1: you are like well this isn't up to the quality of the previous right. ones but it's still cool yeah
0: and and it got a million plays before yeah. You know, we were going to decide one way or another anyway.
1: Well, that's the funny thing is, is uh, Born Again is one of those cult favorite albums now where it's getting more love in more recent years Mm -hmm. where people will talk about how, no, that, that that was a cool album. Yeah. And people are saying it stood the test of time pretty good. Uh, compared to some of the the other non Aussie Sabbath. Right. Because this is where I, you know, where I was Joker that it's like Black Sabbath, you know, Sabbath-ish. Yeah. And the miscellaneous years. Because this is when you start getting like that mixed bag of, you don't really get the same lineup,
0: two mm. albums
1: in a row. Right. <clears throat> People are in and out. You know, it's, you know, Geezer keeps dropping in. Yeah. Like it seems like every two albums. Yeah.
0: You know. And then and then uh like like Iomi like for for um born again it seems like he he adjusts to the situation. Yeah. So like, you know, when I was um listening to Ian Gillen talk about it, and he was like very concerned that well, you know, I mean, I don't wear leather. I don't wear black. Yeah. I don't, you know, look like you know whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean you know that's that's a concern, but I think with with that being in the equation, I think Tony was like, okay, well then I need to be like heavier.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, and he he's uh, <clears throat> some of those riffs are wicked. Yeah, as
1: fuck, it's, it's a heavy fucking album. Yeah, so that's what I love about and it. What's funny is you worry about oh, is yeah. Ian Gillen going to fit in with Black Sabbath because like he's worried about that and right. this and that and maybe fans were like I don't know if this works right well let's you know let's uh, let's take a fast forward a couple years and uh, let's have an even more fucked up mix of Deep Purple and right <laughs> and right. Black Sabbath because you know that was we've talked about this before you know you know Seventh Star that was supposed to be a, you know an IOMI solo album right period yeah in, in fact when I had said before, I only needs to have one of those Santana-esque albums. And it turns out he ended up having that at one point that I completely forgot about yeah. in the early two thousands. But he needed one of those. That ones, was that
0: fused.
1: Something was like that, it? that. Yeah, like Dave Grohl sang on a song. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, he needs to put out an album like that with different singers and mm-hmm. this and that. That's what that was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like. But then, like, just shit started falling apart. Like, Halford was supposed to sing on a song. Right. And some other shit. Right. And that would have been fucking sick. But instead, Glenn Hughes comes in, and he right. does, like, a song or two. And then they were having some issues with other camps of other singers. And then right. they just decided, okay, we're going to have hey, Glenn, Glenn had in. the coke. Yeah, so, so we're going to... Glenn's going to do the entire album. Yeah. So they do the entire album. It's... Tony Iommi. Right. Solo album. Not heavy. Right at the end, the the record label is like, you are releasing this as Black Sabbath. Right. We think it'll sell better with the Black Sabbath name on it. Right. So he's like, fine. So that's why Seven Star is the Black Sabbath featuring Tony Iommi. Right. Because it's, that's... way of tipping you off that this isn't supposed to be a fucking sabbath album yeah but you listen to it and it's definitely not a sabbath album no and glenn hughes when he talks about that album he's like i had no fucking interest in being in black sabbath right i was very interested in the tony iomi project right but then they're like you're in black sabbath and he's like i'm not I'm not Black Sabbath. Like I think yeah. his quote was like, uh, "That's like asking James Brown to join Metallica. It doesn't yeah. fucking work." Right. He's like, "I'm not i I'm not the guy for Black right. Sabbath."
0: Which is what's cool about Glenn Hughes is that whatever you like, think of him, uh-huh. he's himself. He's true to his own shit. That's and yeah. he brings it everywhere he goes,
1: and that's good. But now let's sit down. And the thing is, is cool. He had no intention of being in Black Sabbath. Right. Black Sabbath had no, you know, Tony Iommi had no intention of making a Black Sabbath record. Right. Um, And then they just, they get smashed together somehow anyway. And then, well, I guess we're calling this Black Sabbath. And I decided I was going to sit down and listen to that album Mm. and take myself out of the Black Sabbath mind mind space. Mm. And I'm just going to listen to it as a Tony Iommi solo record, without all the Black Sabbath trappings and try and just take it as it is. Mm-hmm. And dude, that album just fucking sucks. Like it's not even good for just Iommi. The, right. the the riffs aren't there. Right. The fucking songs aren't there. Like you know they talk about how like fucking heavy metal makes kids violent and angry mm. and this and that and Black Sabbath are evil like. Mm. The most i wanted to just get in a fight has been listening to <laughs> Seventh Star. I'm sitting at work just uh, fucking mad at this uh, album hilarious. the entire time. And, you know, like, living on the street, Yeah. I'm no stranger to love. Yeah. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Right. And that's like the second track. Like, right. I was pissed through that whole album. And none of
0: you living on the street. Yeah, either. fucking
1: zero tracks album. That I ever want to listen to again. Yeah. Like the best song on it was seven star and it's not a good song.
0: Why is it seventh star?
1: I don't know. What is
0: there seven? It's not seventh of anything. I don't know.
1: I don't care enough to fucking look into it. But that's the thing. So I'm making a decision because we've you know, we decided Heaven and Hell counts as Black Sabbath. This fucking doesn't count as Black Sabbath. It's not a Black Sabbath album, so it's being taken out of the fucking Canon, by right. me, and being replaced by The Devil You Know right. as a Canon Sabbath album. There you go.
0: You know, what, you know what's funny? Um, there's increasingly, like, you know, <clears throat> with us getting old, them getting old, bands getting old, there's increasingly songs that no one is going to play. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, when Graham Bonnet's done... Alcatraz songs are done. Nobody's ever gonna play them, you yeah. know, because Ingrid doesn't play them, yeah, and and nobody else that was in the band has any clout yeah. to be able to do that. So no one's that, gonna play a single
1: song from right, this album ever from Seven Stars. I don't that's, think anybody's played it. a song from that since fucking nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that shit came out. Yeah, so that's
0: that's that's how you know
1: that's and, the, <laughs> and the funny thing is is on top of like you say that and then it's like well I guess it's Black Sabbath and then Glenn Hughes gets in a fucking fight right after all this like when they're doing the tour for this album and gets socked in the like apparently just socked in the fucking face and neck or something mm-hmm. because it like fuck like he couldn't finish the tour he couldn't sing right like, you're saying, like, he had, like, damage to his larynx. Yeah, that's an like that. ass
0: beating. You can't fucking sing.
1: <laughs> so then they had to replace him with Ray Gillen. Right. And he's, like, you know what? Like, like I'm not going to pour one out. in the. It's like, I kind of want to pour one out for the fucking Lost, Tommy, and Savage. Yeah, man.
0: He could have been good.
1: He could have been fucking great. Yeah. Like, you know, he is a fucking great singer. Apparently, yeah. he wasn't a good songwriter. Right. And that's why he got canned right. because they had to bring. Uh, I guess said they had to bring uh, Geezer back to help write some songs. Right for yeah. uh, for Eternal Idol and Bob Daisley. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like they he couldn't hold his own on the songwriting and then, right. but he finished out that tour and then when you listen to the recordings of him, he's the, one of the few singers I've heard that fucking nail the Aussie shit. Mm-hmm. Really well, and also nail like the Dio shit mm-hmm. really well. Like mm-hmm. he had a really cool tone to his voice, right?
0: Yeah, and and he was not like you know when you, um like for example, I like Tony Martin. I yeah. think he's cool. I love Tony and Martin. and I like and I like the albums. Now, like for example, like Lonnie, her opinion was that he his voice is just missing. Uh, a quality that makes it like unique. Yeah. That Dio had or that Ozzy had or yeah. Ian Gillen had. I think Ray Gillen had that. Mm-hmm. I think he had that uniqueness yeah. well, more. That's so. why
1: I've always for me, when we talk about stuff with Rainbow, I never really lashed on a Jolyn Turner that yeah. much. Because I felt like he kinda is missing that little bit also. Right. Like, he's a very. he's clearly a good singer. But yeah. it's kind of this like generically good rock right. singer to me yeah
0: and it's it's um it's what would you call it it's um very middle of the road yeah. it's not uh he doesn't have any one thing that just makes him
1: stand out yeah. you know and that's why those like, and he if he did, does
0: it's probably like you know stage persona yeah. type things as as opposed to voice yeah. type Well
1: things. that's the thing apparently with Tony Martin is, you know, he's a good singer. Like you said, it's missing that little bit of a quality. Right. Um but he is also apparently like not not that great of a performer. Right. Like he, he's out there singing the songs competently but yeah. like he's not a fucking star. Right. Yeah and right. that's and I,
0: why I've only seen limited video of him live um, it's one of those situations where, like, like him, like Doogie White. I've only seen a few, yeah. a few little clips, and they're not really good, you know, um, to uh, yeah. uh, quality wise. Do-
1: Doogie's but, in the same. Thing. Yeah. He's a very good singer, but it's also that it's there's a, a uniqueness that's just not quite there. Right. Um, right. They're kind of those like second tier singers that are really good, but they're not gonna make you like go, oh shit, who's right. that. Um, but that the funny thing is though, because of Eternal, because of Seventh Star, being released as a Sabbath album, and everyone was like this sucks. Mm-hmm. Sabbath's done. Mm-hmm. When Eternal Idol came out, it was, it was like, like they're back. It's like oh, the fucking comeback album for Sabbath. It's like honestly, it's just like the the next Sabbath album after right. fucking Born Again. Right. I really want to con- <laughs> right. It's like they're back.
0: And I really, really, really like it.
1: I like it a lot. Um, I prefer Headless Cross. Right. Um, mainly because... I mean, Tony gets to shine a little bit more on that one mm-hmm. because he's fucking... He was the last-minute replacement. So mm-hmm. he just had to sing all the songs exactly like... Right, uh, pretty much. Yeah. You know, exactly like Ray Gillen did. Right. So it's... You know, he's not doing his own thing at all. Yeah. He's doing it more on Headless Cross. And I felt like that one... It's a little more Sabbath-y overall. Yeah. Like it has those songs. Plus you got fucking Brian May doing on a on a, a solo on right. like Death Calls, which is yeah. fucking sick. Which the first time I listened to that song that automatically catapulted that that song into like my maybe my top ten Black right. Sabbath songs. Because it's so fucking good. Right. But the thing is with you know, Tony Martins he's he's just the you know, there's. He's not Mr. Right. He's just Mr. Right now for, mm. you know, for a Sabbath. You know, so you know Eternal Idol is good. Hell is Cross is fucking really good. Yeah. And then like Tear. Is nah, weird. It's, it's people a little don't weird. dig it because. You know, because I've listened to it, and it's not a bad album. Yeah. I, it honestly doesn't sound that much worse Mm-mm. than the first two he did with them. No. But it's it's fine. I think people just didn't like that they decided to start singing about Norse mythology out of nowhere. Right. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yes, this is weird. Yeah.
0: Like, it it was weird. That it's was like it's, weird. Yeah, was and then, too, you know what? Like, um, I kind of don't like it when uh, where somebody, if if I say, hey, so what, what's the album called? And then they tell me, and then I have to say, what? That's <laughs> yeah. not a good sign. Yeah. It's tears. not, you know, I don't know what the fuck that it's
1: a is. tear as in crying? Yeah, or, or like, like no, it's, T-I-R. It's oh. T-Y-R. And the funny thing is... is like the memory. first syllable of Tyrone? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, I don't, so don't either. I, I, I think that's it. I think it's T-Y-R. The funny thing is, is, I remember the first time I saw that album was at my friend Edwin's house in high school because his dad uh, was a guitarist, you know, and he never... I don't think he ever played in any bands. He's just one of those dudes that like to jam on guitar at home and was fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad could fucking wail. Mm-hmm. And he was into, like, uh, Steve Vai and Joe Satriani and shit like that, and he'd get those, like, fucking... Uh, I remember hearing him play a lot where he'd get those like fucking album things where it's like a backing track that you can play to. Oh, yeah. uh, type of thing. Totally. So we'd hear his dad in the basement fucking shredding and shit like that. And uh, so, but he was all, he was really into like 80s metal, which Mm -hmm. was kind of cool. It's funny because his dad, I think, was a little bit older than mine, but my dad was all 70s shit. Right. You know, it was like the first Dad that I'd seen that listened to like more recent shit, mm-hmm. which in the '90s, the '80s was more recent. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Because he like you know, he you know he he listened to, like the Scorpions and right. shit like that. And uh, I remember like seeing his CD collection sitting out, and then I saw Black Sabbath tear. Yeah. Uh, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Because that was when I was in my full blown, if it ain't Ozzy, is gay. Right.
0: And this would be even further yeah, more removed. This yeah. is
1: so far removed from anything that resembles Black Sabbath to me. Right. That it's like, when it's only, anytime an album is only Tony Iomi of the original right. members, I'm, I was definitely very hesitant about yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I gave it a listen later on, and I'm like, this is all right. Yeah. It's not bad. Right. It's not the worst thing I ever heard. It's better, you know, this is what I said before. For me, the majority of the shit that Tony did without Ozzy is better than the shit Ozzy did without Tony. Okay. Um, I, altogether, I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm talking the entire catalog. Right. Because those, you know, obviously the first two Ozzy albums are right fucking there. Right. Like, that was when it was, like, neck and neck. Yeah. Sabbath and Ozzy. Like, who's going to be dominant in, like, the, the breakup? Right. You know, because you have fucking Dio in the band. Yeah, right. Ozzy you know, having Randy Rhodes yeah. like reinventing shredding and shit. Yeah, so it was fucking right there. Right, and then you know, Randy fucking dies, yeah. and Jakey Lee is fucking cool. Yeah, I don't think he really got to shine on the albums as much no. as he should have. The because, production
0: was really bad.
1: Yeah, well, and that's when it started going more popier. yeah Yeah. Yeah. So by the time, you know, we're getting shit like shot in the dark, yeah. one step away Way from you, you, yeah, you know, fucking, you know, like that. let's hear some doomy riffs, right, sing about fucking Odin or something. Right, right. I'm fine with that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, it's, that's why I feel bad for Tony uh, Martin, because then it's like, hey, deal, you want to be in the band again? He's like, sure, I ain't doing shit. Yeah. So he's like. By the wayside. Right. And he was like, but the thing is, Tony Martin apparently was just cool with it. He well, was like, I, mean, I guess they're no. doing a record with Dio. Yeah. He yeah. was never told he's not in the band.
0: Right. It's, which, one, of, it's one of those things where, uh, like, um, Joel Lynn Turner said the same thing when, when Richie left to go do Perfect Strangers mm-hmm. again. He was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, he'll be back. Yeah. You know, but they didn't happened you know but with Tony uh Martin it did yeah like, you know
1: so then he, yeah but that's the thing is once when that all fell apart Tony's back right You know, and it's like okay and the thing is is I guess Ian Gillen was talking to Tony Martin one time around that time period because uh he was like, you know, I was never officially fired from the band either. We should just show up one day and yeah. uh, Where's my check? do some songs. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's, he had said they should just pop on in on stage out of nowhere. Yeah.
0: Back up here. But what the fuck?
1: apparently the thing is when what eventually became uh, Dehumanizer, you know, because Cozy Powell was he played on some fucking tracks and then he shattered his hip. And that's when all of a sudden Vinny's back. But, Mm. uh, you know, it's fucking Tony Martin had done some work with some shit. And then they locked in Dio coming in. Right. So then Dio, being Dio, Mm -hmm. I guess got a little bitchy because um, they never formally fired Tony Martin. And, like, at one point Tony came to, like, watch a show Mm. and hang out. And Dio's like, what the fuck? Right. He was a a paranoid little motherfucker too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's sitting here going, like, is he taking my job? Like, no, Tony Martin's not stealing your fucking job.
0: That's probably the Blackmore effect because you never really knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. So, you had to, like, come up with it yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, interesting thing here um, Eternal Idol was the last record on Vertigo Warner Brothers. mm. And after that, they went to IRS Records, which yeah. was obviously a step down. <laughs> yeah. Now you're not getting these big advances yeah. anymore. So Tony Martin, probably, like, he didn't experience the whole shebang of being in Sabbath, like, oh, yeah. status-wise. Well, you know? yeah,
1: but he was playing in clubs yeah. at that point. so there you go. You know, they were not playing big arenas. Right. And Sabbath was definitely... Well, Ozzy was way bigger. Oh, yeah. I feel like... That's the thing that's sad to me. I think, uh, you know, Ozzy was way bigger, but I felt like the quality in Sabbath overall was better. Right. But...
0: You kind of have to give Sharon credit for that. As you you much have to as give her hate. credit for
1: that. Well, you have to give it for this, though. Here's the thing. With Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi is the dude in that. Mm-hmm. But he's not, like, the dude that's right out front out there. Right. right? And when you keep switching singers, that you, you know you the you, fan base is gonna accept it less and less, right? And then you hearing, don't have an identity. Yeah, and you don't have an identity. And when before you have Ozzy Osbourne, who he's a fucking legend, but he is a legend because of Sabbath. Then you have Dio, who is already you know a big name.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
1: you have Ian Gillan, who's a fucking legend. So at least you have these legendary singers in it. And even Glenn Hughes, like I wouldn't call him a legend, but people knew him from mm-hmm. Deep Purple. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and to some people, it, like in Europe, he is a legend. Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden, here's Tony. Yeah. You know, here's another Tony. Who? Who? Yeah. who who's this guy? And it's a nobody knows who he is, and he sings good. But at this point, it's like he keeps switching shit up, yeah. and even so, his name's generic, Tony yeah, Martin. Tony Martin, and then he gets replaced by Dio again, right? But then Dio is out, so Tony's back. So you even care less because it's like this is the guy that's obviously the, the disposable dude, right? And um, at this point, it's just like who the you know people just don't care as much, and Ozzy for whatever. I mean, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. It's You can switch out the band as much as you want, but Ozzy's the fucking draw. And Ozzy's Ozzy. You know, Randy Rhodes was sick, but he wasn't the draw. And you
0: know what? And two, there's still, there's still the thing where, uh, where I mean, some things are just events, you know? Like, for example, we're going to go see Ozzy, right? Yeah. And, and it already got like moved. The date got moved twice already. Yeah. But you know, it's and all we know for sure is that Ozzy's gonna be there. Yeah, that's really it. You know, anything else could could happen. Yeah. But there's gonna be people at that show that are just like, "Hey, somebody said you know you want to go to Ozzy," and I said, "Yeah, you know, yeah. fuck it, Ozzy. You know, whatever. It's a it's an event. You know, and there, and and there will be people there that don't go generally to heavy metal shows. Yeah." To a, it's to a far lesser degree, but it's kind of like yeah. Metallica, yeah. you know, to a far lesser degree yep. now, you know, those same people aren't going to go to see Black Sabbath yeah. if if it's not, the, yeah, so it, it's, it's just a, it's a cultural thing and it, you know, and it might be because fucking Tony never bit the head off of anything. Yeah you know or or tony martin didn't you I, know i mean yeah.
1: ozzy's a character yeah and he's you know he he has his own thing he was okay. a fucking madman in the 80s and shit yeah. and you know the thing is with ozzy is when you see ozzy you're not even going because you think it's going to be good <laughs> you know but yeah. like but here's the thing like the first time I saw Black Sabbath is when they were touring for 13 right and I liked 13 right I thought it was a fine it, was, it was a good enough album yeah sure it's not the worst Black Sabbath album no not the best but um Ozzy didn't even have to do shit you just have to drag Ozzy's weird monkey skeleton body yeah onto the fucking stage and people yeah and the fact that he sang the songs at all competently was a Good. That was the icing right. on cake. When we saw them on, um, you know, the Farewell for Black Sabbath, was Ozzy as good as he was in the 70s? No. Mm. He was pretty fucking good for what he was. Right. And, you know, he only fucked up the lyrics like once Right. a song, which is fucking pretty good for Ozzy. Yeah. And his, sound, his voice sounded fine. Yeah, he did sound good. You know, it wasn't like, you know. So it was, you know, he's... It, it was fucking cool. Right. It was a good representation of Black Sabbath, yeah. you know.
0: And the thing is, is that Ozzy was... Ozzy, uh, that's the funny thing, is that Ozzy in the 80s, he was already old, you know. Yeah. I mean, and he already, like... He used to do these, like, really stupid, like, frog jumps. I have no... Like, yeah. uh, you know... <laughs> And most of the things that he did, like on stage, were like kind of funny. Yeah. You know, he was fat for part of it. You know, but he still would wear no shirt. Yeah. You know, it was it was all very like nobody else could get away with that shit. Yeah. Is 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 kind of a he well,
1: he was like a fat Elvis, where when Elvis <laughs> Elvis got fat as fuck, and the fans still accepted him. Yeah. And yeah. And it's actually kind of funny because. Um, people talk about how, how much Elvis wanted to be good for the fans. The, you know, people have said that, you know, had the crowds not been as weirdly accept, ex- accepting a fat yeah. Elvis as they were.
0: He might've gotten into shape. He would've gotten yeah. himself into shape. Yeah. Like
1: he would've taken care of himself. Right. But the fans it's loved like him. Fuck, they love me anyways. Fuck it. But he was a fat fuck laying on the stage. Right. And they still cheered for him. Yeah. So he was like, I guess I'm fine. Yeah, there you, know, you go. But Ozzy kind of has that. Like, even at his worst, like, people are still, like, I've never see, heard, like, of... I've seen other bands where, like, they come out and shit the bed and the fucking crowd is throwing trash at them. Yeah. And demanding refunds. I've, like, never heard of, like, Ozzy concert demands refunds. No. Because Ozzy was fucking loaded or something. Yeah, No.
0: Nah.
1: And they are no. just happy to see Ozzy right and, and nobody was just happy to see Tony Martin <laughs> no and you know they were playing clubs theaters small theaters. theaters Yeah, they, they were on their way out and that's when you know and then it doesn't help that honestly um and, you know I realize I haven't listened to Cross Purposes that's the second to last Tony right. Martin album but I did give Forbidden a Shot yeah and that's not a good album right um and even tony martin when asked about that album he's like well i mean it's crap pretty yeah much. yeah and he just said it was it was the uh it was the get the singer out of the band album it was okay let's let's finish up our contract let's crap out an album that's you know Let's get Tony out of the band, and let's position ourselves for their big reunion. Right, that's what that album was. Right, and Tony's like, I under- I I understand it now, but I wasn't privy to that information at the time. Right, <laughs> you know? yeah. So for him being jettisoned, it hurt for him because he was in the band for a long time. Right, but, you know, he's got the most tenure out of anybody that wasn't Aussie. Right. Um,
0: now that's a uh, uh, that's an interesting. Place to go because I'm looking at the live albums here, and there is Cross Purposes Live, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I've heard it. That was '95. Yeah, and I'm sure I've heard it, but like I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, past Lives, that was 2002. Yes, I don't even know who's on that. Who sings on that?
1: Oh, that's that. That's uh, that's an Aussie one. Okay. And that is they took um uh Live at Last okay. and remastered it. Oh. Because Live at Last was an unofficial yeah, It was
0: a, like a bootleg. Yeah,
1: it wasn't a bootleg. The the record company did it without their approval. Ah. And the quality wasn't there. Right. So they basically remastered Live at Last plus a whole other disc of shit. Okay. So it's basically fucking get that, dude. That yeah. is literally the best uh, fucking Aussie soul uh, uh, Aussie era live oh set. I gotta They're get it yeah. Hear, hear. yeah it's fucking amazing
0: yeah I um, liked live at last day. yeah I had it yeah it was, you know, it was cool it was great
1: it's it's pretty much the definitive like you have Sabbath in their prime with good fucking quality right and all the songs are fucking killer on it and that's right. like I think I've said before like one of my like Dark Horse favorites for uh, Sabbath songs is um, Megalomania. Mm-hmm. And it's very it's specifically the version that's on that. Because uh, I had bought past lives probably around that time period right. like when I was working at Sears. I uh-huh. saw it there, and I'd never heard Megalomania before. Because for whatever reason, I'd never listened to Sabotage. Okay. i had listened to a bunch of albums, but not Sabotage.
0: Oh, you must have been basing it on the cover. I
1: have no idea. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. Because I heard stuff off Sabotage. Right. Like Hole in the Sky and shit like that. But then I was listening and I'm like, this song fucking rips. Yeah, And it's, Ozzy's killing it live on that one. Right. So that's, you know, segue away from what we were originally talking about. But that is such a fucking good live album. Right. Um, You'll fucking love it.
0: And then there's... uh, Live at Hammersmith Odeon. That's Dio, right? Um, That's 2007, but I think it's of an older recording. Well,
1: I guess somebody's got to fucking click on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, recorded during the Mob Rules tour. Okay. Uh,
0: limited edition of 5,000, which hmm. sold out immediately. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool about this one is that um, like slipping away is on it yeah. which I, which it kind of pissed me off that they didn't play slipping away when uh when uh they did the the two thousand seven yeah and they also didn't play um about fifteen minutes. falling off the edge of the world yeah. which I fucking you know so so yeah, this is a. This is one that I'm gonna have to go back and fucking um, go back and listen to yeah. again. Uh, so yeah, so this is recorded during you know, so this is like Live Evil, Yeah. Live Evil, but without the without the Aussie songs, yeah. which is no problem at all.
1: <laughs> like, I don't need to hear deal. Yeah, not liking Aussie's shit anymore.
0: Right. So that. So yeah. So though. So. That, those are the live albums of, of the of that time um let's see what else do I want to okay forbidden grass nah, for purposes okay um dehumanizer like uh that should have whatever the okay because I was listening to uh to those those uh, those extras from that Radio City. Yeah, and um, they were talking about Dio was talking about how basically like they did when he joined Sabbath. They did the album. They toured. They never really stopped touring. Yeah, you know. And they did it. They did uh, Mob Rules, kept touring, kept touring, kept touring. And basically, Dio kind of blames it on that. We were just burnt. We really should have just took a break. Yeah. You know, and if we took a break and everybody would have got over whatever little bullshit they yeah. were fucking and, and did it, right?
1: They said the same thing about Rainbow, too. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And but the Dehumanizer yeah. era should have lasted longer yeah i mean fuck that everything was fucking clicking and it just you know
1: it's interesting to think what could have happened had it lasted yeah because had it lasted longer do we get reunion right you know maybe eventually
0: yes yeah that's what it would have been later you you know
1: know. they because they reunited once before they played at live aid before that you know right and uh, it's funny I think Tony said something that uh, we all showed up drunk right uh, but drunk separately right yeah (laughs) you
0: know and it and it looks so funny because Tony is looks like Dio era Tony on steroids yeah Ozzy looks like fucking shot in the dark Ozzy yeah. you know and they they all they're all coming from different pages yeah. and and yeah like you say that's that's one of those things where i don't i don't dig it like i would rather have a band that's fucking riding in the same bus and throwing shit at each other and getting yeah. ready to kill each other on the way to the gig than four limos coming separately yeah. It's just like, oh, that's just clocking into work. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know, I mean, it's cool, but it's not fucking metal. It's not fucking yeah. how it's supposed to be. They
1: figure you know? out how, like, what they needed to do to make the the reunion even work. Yeah. It sounds like if, yeah, they're in a bus together. Yeah. They wouldn't have stayed together as Sabbath as long as they did. Yeah. And, like, that's what it took, but it's, that's what it. it's so fucking weird to me that, they reunited, you know, officially in '99, and didn't cut an album until 2014. Right together, yeah. And it was basically they just kind of show up and play Ozfest, right, or something, right? Just play the hits and then get out of there. And
0: and that's what uh that's another thing that that they were talking about on that thing, and Dio and Ozzy and I mean Dio and Tony both talk about it, mm-hmm. and the and. The way that Dio says it is a lot different than the way Tony says it because Dio's just like, yeah, you know, finally got a chance to play some fucking challenging shit again and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And Tony just says it like differently. He's like, you know, yeah, we were just, you know, we were playing the songs, you know, whatever, whatever. And when this chance came along, I thought, oh, well, good because Ronnie likes a lot of guitar yeah right so I can do I can cut loose and like you know nobody nobody else is telling me hey you know what would go good right here a second solo yeah <laughs> you know only Dio like yeah. that's you know Dio's idea of good shit is yeah. you know and so that's that's cool uh we gotta probably wrap it up here soon yeah. any um this is it this is the it for sabbath so you got anything you want to get off your of chest <laughs> This is it. Uh, this is this. Oh.
1: oh you know um remaster born again yeah uh maybe remaster some of them tony martin era shit where apparently that's what uh i'm going to be doing he's cool. going to be re- doing a remaster of eternal idol and shit like that um yeah, you know, give some of those things its due, because Tony Martin's the only guy that they seem to be able to fucking erase, you know. And he's, you know, there's some good songs on there that deserve to get some play. Even, you know, maybe play a fucking show with him, even if it's a whole different backing band. Just have, you know, I Lee, and Martin, the Tonys, get right. together a little bit and fucking... Do a little thing and maybe, you know, give that a little little love. Right. Because there's good songs that just don't get fucking played. Right. Um, that that Those are those songs, too, that once Tony Martin dies... Yeah. Ain't nobody going to really fucking play those songs again. Cause yeah. Because fucking Naomi ain't playing them. No. And he's playing them because he, those are his songs and that's the only thing he has to his name. Right. And I think he's in a fucking... Band that's uh, it's almost like a tribute band for himself, right? But I think I saw that he's in a band like uh, called uh, Headless Cross, okay? So I would go see that, yeah. So he's sure to play some of the he's still playing some of those songs,
0: yeah. But, uh, he probably mostly in Europe, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's,
1: but you're never gonna, th- those are the kind of things that you're not gonna see tribute bands. Specific to that no, era, no, you know, you might get a couple of random fucking um covers, like uh, fucking forget the name of the band. I like right
0: the now. shining, the song, I wouldn't mind hearing that song. That's song. That. Yeah.
1: But like, there's a couple of different cover versions of like Headless Cross, yeah, out there. Uh, Power Wolf, okay, does a cover of it that's pretty solid. So, like, some people are giving that a little more love again, right. Because. Which is
0: cool, man, because it's good. You know? What I would like is, you know, I was going over the songs because I kind of had a different idea of what we were going to do today. But, uh, I was going over some of the songs and I was just like really, really tripping on when Dio joined Sabbath, how much of more guitar albums those became. Yeah. You know, with, um, with like, uh, Lady Evil's got like several short solos in, yeah. you know. Um, Heaven and Hell is is got like the solo in Heaven and Hell actually goes through four different backing yeah. phases. You know, it's it's very much a guitar album. Yeah, and I would love to hear a Tony Iommi guitar album. Yeah, like his, you know, because I mean, fuck, he's the dude. You know, just packed with riffs. Yeah, packed with solos, and fucking Tony Martin would be perfect for that mm-hmm. because his his ego is not gonna get in the way. Yeah, and you could have a couple of other guest vocalists or whatever if you want, and a couple of instrumentals, and and that would put a cap on it for me, for just like yeah. this is I owe me at his most shreddiest. Yeah, and you can
1: throw Ripper Owens
0: in. Yeah, throw Ripper Owens in. Yeah. Have Alfred, yeah. you know, do a song or whatever. Now that that's. That's winding down. I yeah.
1: Think. Oh fuck okay. it. Now, now let's play fantasy. Let's have a, let's have a duet with Halford and Ripper. <laughs> oh my. That would be. Funny that would be something. See those two in the same room at the same oh, time.
0: Oh man. Um, yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm sure Halford is perfectly fine with Ripper Owens.
0: Yeah. Well, but, you know, I mean, and, and uh and Ripper Owens is he gets to do things. Because he was a priest. You know, I mean I mean but he's good too, you know, don't get me wrong. Well I
1: say he's in Dio Disciples, yeah. So that's why I was saying like you go throw him in. He's in every other fucking hard rock tribute. Why not? Have him do a track with Iomi.
0: There you go. That'd be perfect. But uh
1: (laughs) It's kinda sad because of the way we structured our uh our Sabbath stuff, it sort of fucking ends on a whimper. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know
1: but it is what it is, you, you know, know. Sabbath is done. It's,
0: yeah. Sabbath it, is, you know, done. There's never
1: going to be another Sabbath album. Uh, they may we, I'm sure will before everybody dies, we might get one more Sabbath performance type thing. Oh, I'm sure. Because they they have said that it's not necessarily the end of performing. It's right. definitely the end of touring right. and doing this stuff, but
0: and it might be like um, like Ozzy's last shows yeah. or whatever where he's like okay we gotta have we gotta have Sabbath on this yeah. for you know at, for the end of the thing me. or whatever yeah I
1: that'd think, be I cool. uh, think it's time that's
0: alright
1: time to wrap it up so that
0: wraps up the Sabbath I don't know what we'll be coming back with next week
1: yeah we'll figure um, it out
0: we'll figure it out I have some I have a couple of ideas I want eventually I want to do uh uh, the other three of the big four that would be yeah. like a good episode because yeah, yeah. and uh, and we'll see anyways so until the next one this is Big Frog
1: and uh, apparently I'm the Neon Knight the Neon By Knight Castleberry. Castleberry
0: which I was going to mention that I have no idea what that song is about and really yeah, nice. nobody knows yeah that. and that's, but that's the beauty of Dio anyways mm-hmm. so until the next one
1: we're out Happy New Year, gang.
0: Bam. (laughs)